Well, a very, very good Friday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Friday Live on this March 13th, 2020. I'm Jim. And this is Cheryl. And we'll be here for the next couple of hours. Happy you are joining us and being a part of this uh, program and this radio apostolate. So, so much needed these days. As you just heard, we uh, were able to take you down to EWTN live and present that uh, beautiful holy hour invoking divine mercy praying for those who are ill, praying for those to be protected, um, and uh, praying the rosary, praying the mercy chaplet, and the beautiful prayers before the Blessed Sacrament. That's why we have Catholic Radio. That's why and we're you here. you know, I was in my car, and I thought, how it doesn't get any better than that. In the no. privacy of your car, your own private holy hour. But I wonder, so right. obviously I was listening to it on the radio. Was it televised? Oh, yeah, it was on TV, too. Mm-hmm. So it was in the chapel, and right. I'm picturing... The priests and all the seminarians, mm. right? Well, I don't know. I, I didn't see it, the, the right. actual broadcast. But, but I mean, uh, having just been there, the, you know, that mm. the chapel, every corner and inch of that chapel is fresh in my mind. And mm. I can just picture those beautiful um, seminarians all in there praying. It's, uh, it's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. But to be able to drive and have that holy hour in the uh, right. or I was in sanctuary here of your car. Yes. I was in here meditating. You were meditating. Praying the rosary. Beautiful. Uh, but uh, it was. But so now you're home. Tune into the radio. Yeah. All sorts of things that you're going to share with people. Have a little bit of change in programming. A lot, a lot going on, and continual changes as we go forward uh, during this uh, time of trial mm-hmm. uh, and panic. And uh, you know, I know it's a serious situation, but I, 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 the president just declared a national state of emergency. Um, Schools are being affected. Obviously, churches or masses are being affected uh, in one way. But we do have statement from the bishop, uh, and we'll go over some of that with you, that the masses will go on a schedule. They're not being canceled, mm-hmm. but uh, he is giving individuals dispensation if they choose not to go to their Sunday right. mass. So use your own best judgment. You know your own personal situation. But we'll talk more about that as well. Uh, this hour, we're going to be joined by our friend Rachel Hendricks with her Life Issues segment. And uh, Jim's here with the weather. And beautiful day out today. My goodness. Gorgeous, I know. <laughs> uh, we're going to play Saint of the Day. And the next hour, Father Chris Rogers is here to give his reflection on the uh, third Sunday of Lent, Gospel. And then also our friend Brian Middleton, who's a board member here at Domestic Church Media and uh, president of the Virginia Chelly Academy over in Bucks County. Um, we're going to have Brian join us for a, a few things, and he'll be here with us as well. So, And some chat and some music, music and yeah. some announcements. So certainly stay with us, but we will begin, as in all things, with prayer. And we've been praying the prayer, the memorari to St. Joseph for... All of your intentions, my friends. And by the way, if you are listening now at 4.03 on this uh, uh, Friday, March 13th, um, we're also coming to you live on all of our platforms, our streaming audio, our mobile app, Amazon Alexa, Google Home, also streaming live video on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash domesticchurchmedia, also on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash domesticchurchmedia. Maybe we have some new listeners Um uh, because earlier today, the, the program with Jim and Joy aired at 1 o'clock, and we uh, let them know that we have a Friday afternoon program, so maybe mm-hmm. we do have some So hello some to new anybody new or out viewers. there. viewers. Uh, we're praying this memorari to St. Joseph for all of your special intentions, whatever that may be. We're praying it here at the Apostolate as we work our way toward our annual spring radiothon, which will be April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. And as we pray these prayers, my friends, uh, we ask you please to join us in that prayer that our Radiothon will be a success. Uh, of course, always success as God sees it, but we pray that it will be the best Radiothon yet as far as fundraising efforts go. 
And I think now we're seeing more than ever the importance of having a local Catholic uh, radio apostolate, local Catholic media apostolate available um, because we can bring you up-to-date information. We can also bring you the beautiful prayer uh, events that we have going on both here and down in Alabama at EWTN. And that's what we need more of. You know, you hear a lot of a lot of the news reports talking about all the things to do, the preventions, the wash your hands, and this, that, and the other thing. But nobody's really saying you need to pray. That's <laughs> so, right. Yeah, that's right. So you'll hear that a lot here. That's really the key is, is prayer. We'll talk more about that as well. But let's begin now as we begin all good things in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. In our memorial to St. Joseph, we pray. Remember, O most illustrious patriarch St. Joseph, on the testimony of St. Teresa, thy devoted client, Never, never hath it been heard that anyone who has invoked thy protection or sought thy mediation has not obtained relief. In this confidence I come before thee, my loving protector, chaste spouse of Mary, foster father of the Savior of men, and a dispenser of the treasures of his sacred heart. Despise not my earnest prayer, but graciously hear and obtain my petition. And here, friends, again, you raise up your special intentions, whatever they are. We're going to pray Let's pray this virus away. You know, I mean, God, who can do all things, nothing's impossible. We can, that virus can disappear as fast as it came upon us. So let's pray that the divine physician places his hand on all those, especially who have been affected by it uh, and who are uh, exposed to it and who are most vulnerable to it. And if you would also today, my friends, as you pray for us and our apostolate and our radiothon, remember today is the seventh anniversary of the election of Pope Francis. It was seven years ago today, March 13th. Uh, that we actually were in St. Peter's Square mm-hmm. uh, watching Holy Father Pope Francis come out on the loggia for the first time and receiving that first papal blessing. So we keep our Holy Father in our prayers today in a special way. O God, who by thine ineffable providence did, didst vouchsafe vouch to choose blessed Joseph for the spouse of thy most holy mother, grant we beseech thee that he whom we venerate as our protector on earth may be our intercessor in heaven, who livest and reignest forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And our prayer that uh, Mother Angelica composed uh, for the network for an outpouring of funds. And as I share with you, whenever we pray these prayers, my friends, that we pray these prayers not out of greed, but out of necessity, because it is only by the support, uh, the financial support of our listeners and viewers and our benefactors that we're able to do this, that we can have a Catholic voice over the airwaves on so many different platforms now proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ, communicating the hope of our faith and the hope of Christ himself, especially in these very trying times. And so we pray, Lord, we ask that you bestow upon us the funds so that we may continue to know and love and serve you. You know your enemy is after us and after your work so that it might fail. Lord, we ask that you help us, that you will give us the peace and the joy that comes from total trust in your loving providence. We place this in your hands. You know what we need. You know what it costs to sustain us every day, every week, every month. Bless us with your bountiful generosity. And we ask this in the name of the Father and in Jesus' name, amen. That's a prayer by Mother Angelica. And now we'll pray our prayer to St. Michael the Archangel and the Subtum Presidium prayer uh, to our Blessed Mother, praying to protect the church against the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. 
We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Did you have a prayer there? I do. I can add this prayer Mm -hmm. as, uh, of course, we know our current situation. Lord Jesus Christ, our divine physician, we ask you to guard and protect us from the coronavirus and all serious illnesses. For all that have died from it, have mercy. For those that are ill now, bring healing. For those searching for a remedy, enlighten them. For medical caregivers helping the sick, strengthen and shield them. For those working to contain the spread, grant them success. For those afraid, dear Lord, grant us peace. May your precious blood be our defense and salvation. By your grace, may you turn the evil of disease into moments of consolation and hope. May we always fear the contagion of sin more than any illness. We abandon ourselves to your infinite mercy. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Well, friends, again, we thank you for praying. And don't forget, now coming up Monday at 3 o'clock, Bruce DeBacco will be here live with his program, Come to the Throne, and uh, certainly a lot to pray for. And Bruce will invite you to call in and pray with him. You can also send us your prayer requests by uh, emailing us here at the station at pray at domesticchurchmedia.org. That's the special email address we have set up for prayer. Pray at domesticchurchmedia.org. And you can email your prayer request. We do encourage you to tune in live at 3 o'clock on Monday to pray live with Bruce. And uh, he looks forward to coming down here. And a lot to pray for. As I said, you know, you hear a lot on the news about all, and that, that's all you hear on the news now is the virus situation. I know. And but I know it's a serious unite, thing. But. We have to unite in prayer. You know, we, we'll get, everyone will get through this. Everyone will get through to the other side. Um, and But to bond with one another, even if you are home, tune, turn on the radio and maybe escape some of the anxiousness and anxiety that the public media is placing on everyone, such fear. The media has really done a, a I, horrible job. Yeah, it's a personal opinion, but <laughs> yeah. I, I would say don't um, don't subtract prayer from the equation. No, I, no. I think that's got to be a part of it. And the big thing, as I said, just about an hour ago, less than an hour ago, President Trump declared a national state of emergency and people hear that, and they, they again, because of the per- hype, because yeah. of the hype, they, they, they get, they get panicky. And, they, but I, I was just reading that every president, every president, basically over the past three or four decades, has declared a national state of emergency. Pre- president Obama declared one back in 2009 or 2010 during that swine flu pandemic, mm. which I don't even remember. I, I don't remember no, that. It at wasn't all. Uh, to this hype. It wasn't mm-hmm. to the hype, but it was actually more severe than what we're seeing right now. Right, apparently, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was worldwide, 180,000 people died from that in 2009, mm-hmm. and uh, over a thousand people in this country died from it. I don't remember, but I think because—not I think I know—because I think the media has—they didn't hype it up that much, and they right. didn't create the panic that we see today. And this, and I do—I've said this on the air, and I said it to you. I think you had this flu, uh, this virus. Back in the in in, the, in December, certainly matched all the symptoms. Every symptom that they mentioned at the time. In fact, there you, was you even a... missed this program because you were so right, ill. Right, right. Several weeks. You, you had that mm. cough that that when you started with a, a sore throat and the fever, and then the cough and that horrible. You were telling me your chest hurt so much; it was hurting when you coughed. You're out you're of breath. Out of breath, and, and and so I was. I shared that with our children, and Angela said to me, "She says, but they said that it didn't didn't arrive in this country until January." 
they only start they only identified it and started testing for it in January. But right. that doesn't mean it wasn't here before that because they didn't know. What, you went to the doctor and mm-hmm. she said, it, you know, here's some antibiotics. They didn't work, which means right. it was viral. Right. Um, and didn't know what to do about it. Just let it run its course, which you mm-hmm. did, and it did, and here you are. Right. So, living testimony. But I do, than I, I do believe you and had And then it. the cough went around the whole family. I mean, we had... I never got was, it. No, you, you're My like the... My immune ro- system. He's the rock of Gibraltar, <laughs> Yeah, yeah now watch, friends. watch, yeah. watch. Yeah. You're going to fall off that chair not, again yeah, today. Let's, <laughs> let's not be too confident. No. But no, I never got it. I was telling Joseph, our son, I said, remember Thanksgiving? Everything. More than half of the guests there were coughing. And that's when you got, and, and it seemed like everybody got sick after that. Like right. it was very contagious, whatever it was, and you right. got your thing. Mm-hmm. And we just so, coughed it, you know, the eternal cough is right. what we labeled it. But at the time, doctors didn't have a label and they weren't testing and they weren't aware. Right. Now that's, they say, yes, it was around in December. We just didn't, didn't, you know, didn't know what it was. Study it. Right. Yes. So anyway, bottom line is people, you know, especially those in vulnerable uh, physical condition, uh, very serious for them, and we want to certainly pray that everyone stays safe and protected um, and, uh, you know, do what they tell you to do. Wash your hands. Use the hand sanitizer if you can find any. Um, and just be careful, you know. And they say no, you know, no physical contact. No, try not to shake hands and, and uh, right. that type of thing. Just just, just it's, it's common sense if you're trying to avoid getting sick, you know. So. Right, and not just this. Don't you do that all winter anyway? I'd wa- I don't want to catch a cold. I don't right, want to catch— sure. What's going around, the teachers, the students, everyone's in school, mm-hmm. and different things for centuries have been passed around. Right. Oh, sure. And that's not that this is not a serious, because you, as mm-hmm. I said, when you had it. It was pretty bad. <laughs> it was bad. I remember if, if that's what it I, was. You had it. I'm sure you had it. I'm positive. When I read those symptoms and the way they, the way it began, although I did read one thing. People say, I was reading a thing from a doctor today. That it takes like, you know, a number of days before you, you actually feel any symptoms. You right. Right. But they said if you if you take a deep breath and hold it in and you don't have the, the, the need to cough, that you're not you're not infected. Right. So that's a good self test. Mm-hmm. You know, you may just and the thing is now is what's today, seventy degrees out? Everything's starting to bloom. Natural and normal seasonal allergies are gonna kick in. So people can get runny exactly. noses and sore throats and things, and that could exactly. just be allergies, coughs. Yeah. So just be be not afraid. Just trust in the Lord, pray to the Lord. And pray for protection, pray for guidance, and let's, you know, storm heaven with prayers to get this thing out of here so we yeah. can go on with our lives. And take a break from the media hype and, yeah. and find a little peace and consolation. Go to adoration or tune into the radio. We just had this beautiful holy hour right. at three. Right. Um, you know, so there's there's ways to combat that constant worry and anxiety. That's right. And, Let- you know, I, I just, I had a chuckle the other day. Um, I got a, uh, a little thing comes across the internet you know mm. and this was today's drink special is the <laughs> quarantini quarantini it's just a regular martini but you drink it alone in mm. your house so I, I did uh, one of the things they say to do is drink a lot of water because if the, if, yes. the, if the virus gets in your mouth and you drink it you don't have liquids going down it'll flush it into your stomach and your stomach will kill it the acids will kill it right? but if you drink jack daniels <laughs> that'll just burn it right up right? <laughs> where about getting your, into or your the stomach. quarantine or the quarantine yeah <laughs> All right, we'll take a break, come back. Rachel Hendricks will join us with our Life Issue segment. So stay where you are, friends. More to come on Friday Live.
Well, welcome back, friends. Happy to have you here. And joining us now with her life segment uh, is our friend Rachel Hendricks from the Diocese of Trenton. Rachel, welcome back. Thanks so much, Jim. I'm so glad to be back. Happy to have you here. So uh, I know always a lot of things going on. You're going to share with us today some some great news. Yeah, well, we just wrapped up the Respect Life contest that our diocese, the Diocese of Trenton runs each year for our grammar school students. So that was a great celebration we had on March 1st in four parishes throughout the diocese. And uh for anyone that's looking to see what that contest is all about, they can visit the Diocesan Respect Life webpage, and they'll be able to see a slideshow of all the winning entries, as well as a list of all of our awardees and some, some good information. So as always, if anyone wanted to take a look at the contest information or anything else regarding Respect Life in the Diocese of Trenton, they can go to dioceseoftrenton.org slash respect dash life dash ministry. You can kind of check out the tabs and mm-hmm. check out all the, some of the different things that we have going on. But we wrapped up the contest. All of our elementary school students were excited to be acknowledged and receive their awards. Um, and now we're we, that, that kind of rolled us right into our 40 Days for Life campaign that's uh, started on Ash Wednesday and is continuing all through Lent. So um, we've had a lot of really good participation at mm-hmm. the two sites that are located in the Diocese of Trenton. And of course, there are sites all over the nation, so if anyone were interested in looking into uh, praying at an abortion clinic mm-hmm. uh, for these 40 Days for Life, they could check out the 40daysforlife.com 40 site. Um, as I mentioned, we have two sites that are located in or near the Diocese of Trenton. One of those is at the Planned Parenthood in Shrewsbury, New right. Jersey, so that's up in Monmouth County off of exit 109 of the parkway. And um, they're looking to hold a vigil from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. And what they're looking for is to have each of those hour increments covered by at least two people praying in front of the Planned Parenthood, praying for an end to abortion Mm -hmm. there. um, So they've had a lot of success in getting more and more people involved in prayer this year. Well, there was always, it's a Newman Springs Road, right? Mm -hmm. There was always, I know, because we were, that was many, many years ago, our first little radio studio was adjacent to that building, as a matter of fact. 
but there are always people out there uh, during the week. So that's been going on for a long time. It has, and so some people want to convert it to the 365 Days for <laughs> yeah. Life, which I know in Mercer County is uh, an initiative our friend John Muka is very uh-huh. active in getting people to pray throughout the year. Um, but this is kind of a concerted effort mm-hmm. for these 40 days of Lent and maybe even to draw some new people into sure. the experience of being at the abortion clinics and praying right there in the hopes that they'll continue that prayer throughout the year. Mm-hmm. I know there is a very vibrant crowd, especially on Saturday mornings there at um, uh, on uh, Newman Springs Road mm-hmm. at the Planned Parenthood that are, are real great pro-life prayer warriors yeah, that yeah. are required really in this day and, Absolutely. Day and time. So that's the Newman Springs Road location. In Monmouth County, and the other one is? The other one is actually in Cherry Hill, which is technically just outside our diocesan borders, but we're Roman Catholics, mm-hmm. so right, that's right. Um, we can always bring our prayer efforts anywhere they need to be. Um, the Cherry Hill Women's Center is located on King's Highway, North King's Highway in Cherry Hill, um, and the efforts there are uh, for 40 Days for Life are coordinated by Claire House, an awesome Catholic ministry person and prayerful woman who does so much for women in crisis pregnancy and for these prayer efforts. Um, and uh, they're looking for prayer vigil hours to cover 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily. And again, if you were to go to, for either one of these sites, go to 40daysforlife.com slash either Cherry Hill or slash Shrewsbury, mm-hmm. you would be able to find the calendars there and be able to identify where there are gaps in people covering for mm-hmm. prayer or where there are already people signed up. So we would encourage everyone to um, to take a look at this and really consider having prayer. Some people are not quite so comfortable if they've never been to an abortion clinic for prayer. So maybe look for a time when there are already a group of people signed up. Mm-hmm. Maybe contact your uh, Respect Life Ministry at your parish and find out maybe when a group are going. Or I've I've heard of people just passing by and offering a prayer as they pass by, really more intently recognizing what's happening inside that building. And that can draw people into a deeper prayer for the end of abortion. And that's all that's required is prayer from the people. We don't expect them to go and, and make any kind of intervention or, or a confrontation. It's just, just prayer. Right. This 40 Days for Life mm-hmm. is a pr- peaceful, prayerful effort um, to end abortion. Mm-hmm. That's really the express purpose of this. Of course, there are some people that are called to sidewalk counseling ministry mm-hmm. where they would read out, reach out where it's appropriate and possible to reach out to some of the clients than the women and that are coming in and out of the abortion clinics. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not necessary. This is the 40 Days for Life campaign as a prayer, peaceful, prayerful mm-hmm. campaign. So that'll get started Ash Wednesday. It goes through Holy Week, I would imagine? Yes, through April 5th mm-hmm. is the t- technical end of the 40 Days campaign. Mm-hmm. And like I said, uh, there are people, and like you mentioned too, there are people who continue to pray all year sure, round as we sure. need all That's of the Palm prayers. Sunday. Palm, the Palm Sunday? That's Palm, Palm Sunday. Sunday right? Yep. Okay. Yep, so the start of Holy Week would end this particular 40 days. Mm-hmm. So that's great. So again, give the website again if people are interested how they can find out more about that event. Sure. They can go to 40daysforlife.com slash Shrewsbury or 40daysforlife.com slash Cherry Hill. Great. Yep. Great. And that information is also available on the Diocesan Respect Life website that I mentioned, dioceseoftrenton.org slash respect dash life mm-hmm. dash ministry okay yep. that's great that's great yeah um so we have a couple of other things sure. that are coming up too you know uh, march is a special month uh where we draw our attention toward pro-life efforts especially for those of the unborn as we get ready to celebrate the feast of the annunciation on march 25th right. 
And so that can be a special time where churches and parish ministries identify those women who are currently pregnant or even those that are suffering infertility or hoping to become pregnant or are opening up to the idea of adoption as well. And so at St. Dennis uh, in Manasquan, which is my home parish, we'll have a blessing for pregnant women and couples hoping to conceive or adopt a child. Mm. And I know, Jim, you're familiar with this. Is This is an annual blessing that takes place at St. Dennis, mm-hmm. and I know you've been kind enough to mention that on the air in oh, the past. Oh, sure. Actually, I'll tell you, many, many, many years ago, I'm going to say probably 25, 26 years ago, we we had this at our home parish, Cheryl and I, and I, I don't know if it was unique to us, but but we, we, I, uh, I guess my daughter, my sis, sister-in-law was pregnant, and we just had this mass, special mass, same thing, blessing of, of uh, the women who were pregnant, those who were hoping to become pregnant or adopt. And it was a beautiful day. It's a beautiful witness, too, through our faith to be able to do that. So that's great. And that's at St. Dennis and Maniscon on? That's on Sunday, March 22nd. Um, at the 11 o'clock mass, there's no need to RSVP. We just welcome anyone who wishes to come, um, whether they're one of the women who are, are pregnant, couples hoping to conceive, adopt newly married couples, or even many times people will come who have an adult child who's struggling with infertility mm-hmm. and they're looking to find ways to help them prayerfully and mm-hmm. guide them as they kind of navigate God's plan for their family. So, so I'm hoping this is on our we- on our bulletin board. If it's been entered yet, we'll uh, we'll put it on there, make sure it's on there. Yep, it's on your bulletin Great. board. So okay. we we're grateful that you offer that to the oh, diocese. It's a wonderful good. resource. So listeners, you can go to our uh, bulletin board. It's domesticchurchmedia.org and go to the bulletin board link and uh, check on uh, March 22nd and you'll get all the information you need there. Yeah, and on a related issue too, this is something I actually just came across. So... Um, Oftentimes when this type of blessing is coming up, um, a lot of people come forward struggling with infertility. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I'm sure you know, the rates of infertility, female infertility as well as male infertility has skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. And so it's a major concern. And often um, our medical profession kind of shuffles couples, women and couples off to a road of making decisions that can be very morally complex Mm -hmm. and um, entering the world of artificial um, reproductive technologies that really, uh, in some cases, can be a detriment to the woman's health, but certainly are always have or- moral complications in trying to replace the marital act right. or trying to achieve conception outside of the woman's body. And so there's a need for healing for some of these couples, many of these couples who experience infertility, and even for their family members who are struggling to help these people through this difficult time. Um, There's going to be an infertility, um, it's called Infertility Healing Hurts. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a special half-day retreat for anyone that's been affected by infertility. Um, So this would be um, individuals or couples uh, who are experiencing this, or even if you're experiencing this through loved ones who are struggling with Mm -hmm. the infertility. Um, It's going to be on April 4th. And it's over in, it's actually in, for some of your Pennsylvania listeners, it's at Mary, Mother of the Redeemer Church, which is at 1325 Upper State Road in New Wales, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be posting this on that okay. Respect Life Ministry website, mm-hmm. and it's already actually up on the Diocese of Trenton Respect Life uh, Facebook page, mm-hmm. which is linked through that web page also. And you don't need to have a Facebook account to view that if right. you go to that our. Uh, Respect Life webpage. You can just click the Facebook link and you'll be able to see everything that's posted there. Mm. But I thought this really is offering um, a beautiful opportunity for people to process the difficulty of infertility Mm -hmm. and help them turn 
to healing through our church, but also to trust in what God's plan is for um, an individual or couple's marriage, what, what God's plan is for their family and how mm-hmm. that family will come to be. Okay. And so for all of our uh, Pennsylvania listeners, our Bucks County listeners, Northeast Philadelphia, some of Montgomery County, you know, we're at North Wales. And for those of our listeners here in Jersey, uh, just to give you an idea, from the Trenton area, from uh, Trenton proper, perhaps, to North Wales, maybe 45 minutes to an hour drive. And it's a beautiful drive through Bucks County, so <laughs> you enjoy that. But uh, certainly go, again, check that out. And this is going to be available on your website, Rachel. On- yes, I'll be posting that. Again, the date is April 4th, in case anyone's, if this is, um, um, you know, seems like it might be interesting mm-hmm. to someone or you might want to pass it on to someone else. It's April 4th, and it'll be from 9 a.m. It's a Saturday, right? Uh, yes. I believe, because the 5th is so- yes, Palm Sunday. Yes, it's a Saturday. Mm-hmm. That's right. April 4th from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. So it's not full day. It's a partial day. And again, I'll be posting this just probably when I get home today okay. onto the webpage. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, something else I for just us. have. I just have Please. one more quick you one that came my way. Go ahead. Um, the wonderful uh, Respect Life representative at St. Clement's Parish in Matawan. Mm-hmm. And that's actually was my home parish growing up. Okay. So I have a special attachment there. Um, Arminda Ribio uh, Pidio has put together a pro-life talk. And Lauren Mertz is one of the executive members of Live Action, mm-hmm. which some of your listeners who are involved in pro-life activities may be aware of Lila Rose, right. who started Live Action. They do have done tremendous work in the pro-life community. Sure. Um, but one of their executive board members, Lauren Mertz, is going to be coming to St. Clement's Church on Sunday, May 3rd. And uh, she'll be coming at 1245. Again, this will be posted on the webpage as well to talk about the latest news and issues um, in, in bringing a fight, bringing back the culture of life into our country and into our state here in New Jersey. She's also going to be specific, spe- speaking specifically to the youth about how they can get more engaged in pro-life okay, acti- activities. Yeah. So get the word out to the youth on this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yep. that, again, give us the, the, the uh, details. It's May 3rd. May 3rd at 1245 p.m. at St. Clement's Church, which is located in Matawan, New Jersey. Okay, very good. So, again, uh, friends, thank you for uh, uh, listening. And But I want, again, Rachel, give your uh, diocesan web address to where all this information will be posted. Right. You could simply just Google search or, or whatever your browser search would be. You could pr- do that Trenton Respect Life Ministry and you'd get my site. But the a- exact address is dioceseoftrenton.org slash respect dash life dash ministry. Very good. Well, Rachel Hendricks, thanks for being with us today and sharing this good news. And we look forward to uh, you joining us again soon. I hope so. Thanks so much, Jim. Okay, and friends, you stay where you are, friends. We'll be right back with more. Don't go away.
God gave us night and day so we could play and pray together. So now let's see what's headed our way as Jim gives us the weather. Well, that means it's time for our domestic church media meteorologist and forecast. I, we haven't talked to Jim in, in probably over a month. Uh, I know, but we got to see you a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we did. Welcome. Yes. Jim, there he is. Jim hello, Hoffman. Hello, hello, hello. It's been hey, a while. It has been a while because uh, we had our little, uh, little, our little getaway, and then uh, we had the event over at St. Mary's where I did see you back in the broadcast booth there. And then you were away last week. And you week. were away, and here we are. Spring. <laughs> and also, you had the upgrade, right? So you have a brand new uh, system in your studio. Yes, a brand new control board here. I, I'm playing with. You have to stop by and nice. see see his new toys. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. And what I love is... Guys, 
Oh, I was going to say, I, lo I love how yeah. he had to clean it, the other desk all off. So now it's free and clear of any little books, piles of paper, pencils and pens. It's just neat as a pin, and it has to stay that way. Hmm. So, well, at least for... At least for now, it's clean, right? That's right. We'll it's see. Clean. I have to look well, you know, because the studio is still not yet complete. There are some things our engineer has to do yet, so there's still a little bit of clutter over here that I have to have moved before before the big radiothon. But uh, I was right. thinking about getting a bookshelf behind me and putting all stuff on a bookshelf. Oh, that would be great. It would be nice for being like a little shot. You can see the bookshelf in the background. Mm -hmm. like anyway, Jim, how have you been? It's spring. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Did you happen to get outside today? It's beautiful yes. right now. A little windy, but really nice. Yes. Bring it on. I have. I, I was out earlier this morning and, and had to run to the post office, but I've been working very hard indoors here. I hope we have more days like this in store. Hopefully. We'll see. But uh, I know, Jim, you're probably going to get your, your little tractor uh, ready to go. <laughs> yeah, fire, fire up the tractor. <laughs> yeah, sure. But, you know, I can't go out in the field at this time of year. Once the grass starts to grow, I can cut around the building here, but I can't go too far out in the field because it's like a swamp and I'll... You know, I'll just get stuck ah. out there. So, we've had so much rain. You know, the wood that's saturated out there—that's a little bit of a, a wet zone. So, uh, but I can certainly cut around. Yeah, the, the my backyard's like that too. And uh, we have two dogs now, so whenever we let the dogs out, we have to—we uh, call it uh, when they come back in. We have to give them a puppy manicure. We have to clean their <laughs> paws before Aww. they come in the house. <laughs> How do you do that? You hose them down? <laughs> no, we have this little pan of water that we oh, use, okay. and we do one. One paw at a time. Wow. Hey, I got to tell you, we were speaking about animals. When we were down in EW10 earlier this week, we had dinner with Father Mitch Pacwa, mm. and he was showing us pictures of all his kills. He's a hunter, you know. Serious hunter. I mean, serious hunter. Like bow and arrow, rifle, knives. Mm -hmm. He stabbed a pig. Wow. <laughs> I mean, he there's was. There's another side to that, there's gentlemen. There's another side to, to Father but Mitch. But the shocking thing was that he had two cats. Elizabeth lived with. He had two cats. I said those cats must sleep with one eye open because Absolutely. he had all these. Uh, but he's, a, he's an outdoorsman. He's an outdoorsman. So anyway, nice. so yeah, I, I bet you that was an exciting trip. We had a good time. We had a, we had a lovely time. It was always it's always. Have you been down to EWTN at all, Jim? No, I have not. You should make a pilgrimage. It's beautiful. It's a lovely, 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 lovely pilgrimage place. Holy place. Holy ground. Mm -hmm. Holy ground. Oh yeah. So I know today it's like uh, eighty degrees out. It. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not quite that. <laughs> not huh? quite. You know what? It feels that way, right? It feels yeah. like it's eighty degrees. Yeah. But actually, in in Ewing right now, it's uh, seventy. As you get closer to the shore, like Cape May, it's just a couple degrees cooler, sixty-eight. Hamilton, seventy-three. So upper sixties towards the beach, low seventies elsewhere. Not too shabby, and mm -hmm. you can feel that wind picking up. So um, we're going to continue with that wind. It's coming out of the northwest, uh, 5 to 15 miles an hour, with gusts as high as 30. Um, so that's tonight. It's going to be mostly clear, low around 38. And then tomorrow, we're going to have increasing clouds, a high temperature of 55 degrees. And then those increasing clouds are going to lead to a slight chance of showers Saturday night, low around 36. And Sunday Sunny with the high near 50. Beautiful day on Sunday, so good day to get out. And then Sunday night, clear. We're going to dip down into the upper 20s, maybe about, about 28 degrees in most areas. And then first day of the work week, sunny on Monday with the high near 47. And just taking a sneak peek into next week, it looks like we're going to have highs, upper 50s, and then later in the week, low 60s for highs. And the lows are going to be in the 
uh, upper 30s to low 40s and you know slight warm up as we get towards the end of the week so not right. looking too bad occasional chance of showers on Tuesday and maybe on Friday but otherwise looking nice and you know it's that time of year where we're hopefully putting winter what we had of winter this year in the rearview mirror and we're mm-hmm. looking forward to a nice spring yes. so what is your prediction any any snow at all between now and uh, the end of the season I don't think so. Yeah, I think I'm looking for a big storm in July. You know, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be late? The way, th- the way things are going, I wouldn't be surprised. They're just the way the, things are crazy. You know, things are of topsy turvy here. But yeah. have we had any? Have we had any? As we move into March, that yeah, doesn't doesn't look like um, no. that we're going to have any chance of. Uh, you know, maybe actually on Tuesday we might have before before we get a, some rain in on Tuesday. Could have a little bit of snow mixed in, but we're not looking at any big major storms coming up. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think we're done with that. Yeah, yeah. well, that's we really yeah. had no measurable snow that I can think of uh, this year. Not that I can remember. Yeah. Huh? We did have a little bit, I think, in was it late November, or December? Oh, last year. But <laughs> yeah, last year. All but right. but this year, you're right. This year, really nothing. I can't it's, even. I call it the perpetual fall. I like it. Fall I like it. I like it. I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. All right, Mr. Yep. Hoppin, we appreciate all you do. First, it's good to be talking with you again, and we'll look forward to speaking with you next week. All right. Take God, care. God bless. God bless you. God bless you. you too. God gave us night and day so we could play and pray together. So now let's see what's headed our way as Jim gives us the weather. They're heroic and virtuous, living in sanctity. But is what went on earth, they were just like you and me. And now they're the saint of the day. Time to play Saint of the Day. The rules are these. Cheryl will give some facts about today's Saint of the Day. And it's not the liturgical Saint of the Day. It's the Saint that we have chosen to be our particular Saint of the Day on this program. And listen carefully, friends, as she gives the clues, because when she says this is the last clue, then if you think you know who it is, you can call 609-493-TALK. That's 609-493-8255. But don't call until Cheryl says this is the last clue. She'll give the clues uh, and listen carefully. And then when she says this is the last clue, if you think you know who it is, you can call us at 609-493-8255. That's 609-493-8255. Now let's play Saint of the Day. Today's saint was born at Montepulciano in Tuscany on October 4th. 1542, the feast of the Pavarello of Assisi, toward whom he always cherished a special devotion. The son of noble parents, in 1560, today's saint entered the Society of Jesus. He easily ranks among its greatest men, illustrious for learning as well as for piety, humility, and simplicity of heart. His services to the church were outstanding and many. He occupied the chair of controversial theology in Rome. He defended the Holy See against anti-clericals. He wrote book, he wrote books against the prevailing heresies of the day. His catechism, catechism translated into many languages spread the knowledge of Christian doctrine to all parts of the world.
He was the counselor of popes and spiritual director of St. Aloysius Gonzaga. He helped St. Francis de Sales obtain approval of the visitation order. As a religious, he was a model of purity, humility, and obedience. As a bishop and cardinal, an example of great love for his flock. 300 years passed before his beatification and canonization. Long ago, it, Bishop Heffley pointed to the reason when he wrote, today's saint deserves the highest degree of respect from Catholics, even though he has not been canonized. Those who labored to besmirch him have only erected a monument of shame for themselves. Finally, in 1923, he was beatified. Canonization followed in 1930. And on September 17, 1931, Pope Pius XI declared him a doctor of the church. And now, the last clue. 609-493-8255. He is the patron saint of all things that start with C, as in canon lawyers, canonists, catechists, catechumens, and the Archdiocese of Cincinnati, Ohio. Now, Diocese of Trenton listeners, your co-cathedral bears his name. 609-493-8255. Give us a call if you think you know who today's saint is. And you should, especially those uh, friends in listing in Freehold, 609-493-8255 is the number to call to play and win Saint of the Day. Who and is they, today's saint? They could be outside enjoying this beautiful weather. Yeah, they could. You could be. I'm surprised. Come on, guys. You know who it is. 609. There we're getting somebody here. Here we go. All righty. Hello there. You're on the air. What's your name and where are you calling from? Um, I thought I'd help you out. Yes. Um, Robert Bellarmine? Of course. Well, yes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> you got the chorus I going there. The county, so I said, let me, let me help them out. Now, oh. I'm sorry, who is this? Uh, my name is Mary. Mary, all right. And you're from Monmouth yes. County? Yes, I am. Are you from St. Mm -hmm. Robert Bellarmine Parish? No, oh. no, I've never been there. Oh, I've okay. never been there. I live by the ocean, so oh, I go to the North and St. Michael's. Oh, St. Michael. Oh, sure. Yeah. With our oh. friend Father Butler over yeah. there. Well, I think I need oh, yeah. to personally deliver her gift now that That's the weather right. is getting so gorgeous. I'll drive to Monmouth <laughs> County with your book. <laughs> oh. Well, you're right, Mary. Okay. Today's saying no, that... You guys are so good. I love listening to you. So I said, let me help them out. Oh, I know. there you I go. Thought, at first, I thought it was Don Bosco. Okay. But he wasn't from nobility, was he? I don't know. He was from uh, Tusca, from uh, Turin. I know. It, it's, it, chances are, you know, it seems like so many of these saints come from the noble families. Uh, um, and it's, yeah. you know, and they'd live in all the splendor and riches. And it's almost like they renounce that and they want to live that life of poverty and help other poor. So it, it could be. Right. I'll have to do my homework mm -hmm. and look up Don Bosco. But, Mary, we, we congratulate you. You are the winner. I'm going to put you on hold for a moment. Cheryl will get on the phone and take some information from you. So don't you hang up. You okay. stay right where you are. And thanks for playing. Again, St. Robert Bellarmine is the correct answer. Mary is our winner. And Mary's going to hang on there. And, friends, you stay where you are. More to come on Friday Live.
Take a quick break and uh, congratulations to Mary from Freehold. She is our winner, Saint of the Day. Or the, no, she's I'm sorry, she's down, down the shore over in uh, Long Branch. And uh, we're going to come back in just a few minutes with more Friday Live. Another big hour coming up with our gospel reading. Our reflection today is by Father Chris Rogers. And uh, joining us also will be uh, Brian Middleton. Uh, you're going to have to cut out a little early today because you have Stations of the Cross up there. I yes, mm-hmm. and also a parish mission. Oh, so um, mm-hmm. got to kind of beat a little bit of a traffic. Oh, I will get stuck in a little traffic only because it's drive time, but I'll hang for, for hang a while. Okay. But that's good that Brian will be here today. Yeah, Brian will fill in for you. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, so you stay where you are, friends. There's more to come on Friday Live.
You are called to holiness. A day of recollection and conference will be held on Saturday, April 4th from 9 a.m. to 6.15 p.m. at the Cathedral Basilica of Saints Peter and Paul in Philadelphia. The outstanding speakers will be Cardinal Raymond Burke, Bishop Joseph Strickland, and Father Dennis Gill. There will be opportunity for confession, adoration of the Blessed Sacrament, praying of the Holy Rosary, procession and crowning of the National Pilgrim Virgin Statue of Our Lady of Fatima, and a beautiful Palm Sunday Vigil Mass with the Cathedral Choir. Priests are welcome to concelebrate and are asked to bring their albs. Registration is required and the cost of the day is $65 per person, $20 for students, and no charge for priests, religious, and seminarians. Lunch will be served and refreshments available throughout the day. Tables are available for vendors. To obtain more information and register, please go to the conference website, stjohnneumannchapter.org. That's S-T-John-N-E-U-M-A-N-N-Chapter.org. Or call 215-247-2585. That's 215-247-2585. We asked people all over America, what have you done for your marriage today? Today, I sent an email to my husband, and I said, you rock. I cooked breakfast for my wife. I came to pick up the kids, told her to stay home and relax. I did his laundry. Made the bed for my wife, because she usually does, and I even put the pillows in the right place. She was thrilled. What have you done for your marriage today? Do something a little special. Get started at foryourmarriage.org. A message from the Catholic Communication Campaign. Want to work a virtual miracle for your church or charity? Here's something so brilliant yet so simple and meaningful, you have to check it out. It's an internet site called goodshop.com. Goodshop.com has created a way that lets you support any charity of your choice, and it costs you nothing. The good news is 700 of the largest internet retailers, stores you already visit online, have teamed up with goodshop.com to give back a percentage of every purchase you make to your favorite cause. Before you buy anything online, go Go to goodshop.com, select the charity you care about most, and then click over to your favorite store. Shop as you normally would, pay nothing extra, and a donation will be made to your favorite charity. It's that easy. Visit goodshop.com today and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity, and a portion of your Internet purchase will be donated to Domestic Church Media and enable us to continue to bring you outstanding Catholic radio. That's goodshop.com, and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity. Goodshop.com. Our family had been going through crisis. Little by little, we just found ourselves drifting completely away. I was afraid to go back. I mean, I cried the first time I received the sacraments again. Cried because I was back and because I had allowed God to become a part of me again. It's united our family. There's peace in our home that we didn't have before. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for any reason, visit catholicscomehome.org today. 60 Seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. In prayer, do not do all the talking. If you went into a doctor's office, you would not rattle off the symptoms and then rush out. How did you learn to speak the English language? You learned to speak by listening, did you not? How does a scientist learn the laws of nature? By imposing laws upon nature? No, he sits down passively before nature and says to nature, now you reveal to me your secrets. So we are not constantly to be yapping in prayer. Sacred scripture says, speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. We often change that. And we say, listen, Lord, thy servant speaketh. In prayer, therefore, we must not only speak, we must also listen. The people you know and trust are on EWTN.
St. John Paul II stated that, for the disciple of Christ, evangelization is a duty, an obligation of love. And the Catechism of the Catholic Church states that evangelization is necessary for salvation. So we know we're called, but how do we do it? St. Paul Street Evangelization can help. To learn more, contact us at streetevangelization.com. That's streetevangelization.com. This is WFJS 1260 AM Trenton, WFJS 89.3 FM Freehold, WGYM 1580 AM Hamilton, and WSMJ 91.9 FM North Wildwood, Cape May. Communicating hope on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Another hour of Friday Live on this Friday, March 13th, the seventh anniversary of the pontificate of Pope Francis. Yes. We were there under the loggia mm-hmm. on that rainy night in St. Peter's Square. That's so right. we pray Packed. for our Holy Father today. People to, person to person, right? Mm-hmm. It was crowded. Hey, talk about crowds. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and avoiding crowds. Today. 70, what, 100,000 people there? And, I know. and we were I remember being pushed up against, we were right there against the gate in yeah. the loggia. We were the crowds behind pushing. I, th- I thought that if I stood on your shoulders and maybe you were standing on uh, Bob Finan's shoulders, I could have touched the Holy Father. You probably could have. I know that the, the, we the probably guy couldn't have made that happen. The guy from Canada behind me, I had my umbrella out because it was raining when we were waiting. Right. Sir, you'll have to put that umbrella down when the festivities begin. <laughs> You're from Canada. I'm American. I can do what I want. <laughs> but it stopped raining. Remember, mm-hmm. it stopped raining. It did. The, all of a sudden, it just Because it was raining. a sea of umbrellas. Yeah. Everybody had to put their umbrella down. That's right. So seven doesn't seem like seven years. Seven years then, because we came back from Rome, and that's when we brought the Blessed Sacrament into the chapel there. So yeah. seven years. I think the first Mass, Father Tim said there when he brought the Blessed Sacrament, um, is the same day, only a couple years before, that Mother Angelica passed. It was the 27th, March 27th, mm-hmm. which is her anniversary. That's a big, so, a big, powerful day, huh? Yeah. But anyway, we're going to pray. Uh, well, we'll read Sunday's Gospel, and Father Chris Rogers is here to give the reflection. And then... Uh, I know you're going to have to cut out because you have stations. And joining, sitting in your 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 spot will be our friend Brian Middleton. He'll be here shortly as well. So let's begin by uh, praying and reading the Sunday Gospel. Then Father Chris Rogers will take over. And this is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus came to a town of Samaria near the plot of land that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus, tired from his journey, sat down there at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? For Jews use nothing in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you do not even have a bucket, and the cistern is deep. Where then can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this cistern and drank from it himself with his children and his flocks? Jesus answered and said to her, 
Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may not be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you people say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You people worship what you do not understand. We worship what we understand because salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, and indeed the Father seeks such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us everything. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking with you. Many of the Samaritans of that town began to believe in him. When the Samaritans came to him, they invited him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Many more began to believe in him because of his word. And they said to the woman, We no longer believe because of your word, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to, you, to you, Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Greetings, everyone, and praise be Jesus Christ. Throughout the scriptures, the image of water is a big one. From the creation story to the recreation, from the Red Sea to the prophets, even to the time of Jesus and in our own time, it's no different. And as we enter this third week of Lent, it's that image of water that the scriptures present us with. We find this weekend Moses in the desert and the people are thirsty and God provides. We find Jesus sitting with the Samaritan woman and speaking about the living water as they sit by that well. And we hear from St. Paul who speaks of the love of God that has been poured out into our hearts, evoking the image of water. Water is indeed a universal image, a universal reality, not just in our own time, but of all time. And it connects us in a most profound way. Water is also a place not only of connection, but of disconnect. Oftentimes, water is the point of challenge, whether it's the experience of thirst or a time of a storm or a crisis, a challenge, if you will, of faith. Yes, water can be a place of great trial. Currently, we find ourselves in a world that is experiencing many trials. And in regards to our current time and this coronavirus, it's being described in terms of water. How often this week have you heard that it's a fluid situation? It's a changing situation. Again, water, 
being an image to be thought of. And in these times, how beautiful it is we can remember that we have a God who walks on water. Over and over again, the fathers of the church have written about water. And some of them have shared what we all know to be the case, what is our own experience, that in times of a storm, in times when there's turbulence, in times when there's great tumult in the waters, we can't see down. But when the water is still, when the things water is smooth, then we can see, and how beautiful that is. We can see deep down into things. It's not that the bottom of the sea has changed, or that the water has even changed, but in a stillness, in peace, my goodness, how much we can see. And so in our current times, it might be a good time to ask ourselves and to take a moment to look again, to look into, and to allow our God to still the waters of our minds and hearts so that we can see and we can examine what do we see. Lord, what is going on in me? My friends, this can be a beautiful gift. And so whether you're able to go to church this weekend or not, as we hear about how God provides and are reminded of his great love for us, as we hear that the love of God has been poured into our hearts and that Jesus is in the business of revealing ourselves to ourselves, it is important that we take this moment to see, to come to that place of stillness, that place of silence, and in the present moment, to allow ourselves to see. I close with a prayer. Actually, it's a hymn. You're probably very familiar with it. It's a Quaker spiritual hymn. And maybe it can assist your prayer along with the scriptures this week. My life flows on in endless song above earth's lamentation. I catch the sweet though far off hymn that hails a new creation. Through all the tumult and the strife, I hear the music ringing. It finds an echo in my soul. How can I keep from singing? What though my joys and comfort die? The Lord my Savior liveth. What though my, the darkness gather round? Songs in the night he giveth. No storm can shake my inmost calm while to that refuge clinging. Since Christ is Lord of heaven and earth, how can I keep from singing? I lift my eyes, the cloud grows thin. I see the blue above it. And day by day, this pathway smooths since first I learned to love it. The peace of Christ makes fresh my heart, a fountain ever springing. 
All things are mine since I am his. How can I keep from singing? My friends, in this difficult time, in this changing time, in this fluid time, let us continue to seek the Lord Jesus who calms every storm. And let us never cease from singing. God be with you.
All right, welcome back. And again, Friday Live on this March 13th, 2013. That was the year, that was seven years ago, 2020. Uh, Cheryl had to cut out because she is on her way up to St. Magdalene's. They have Stations of the Cross in the parish mission. And sitting in now is a wonderful friend of the Apostolate, a board member, has been with me and uh, from the beginning. In the beginning, you were there. In the beginning. That's right. It's good to see you, Larry. Brian Middleton, <laughs> Brian Middleton <laughs> otherwise known as Mo. And uh, we. Uh, I'm just wondering who the two old guys in the monitor are now that you t- turn this thing on. <laughs> we, we weren't that old when this thing started. No, no, no. A lot less gray hair and a lot, <laughs> and more, more, hair. A lot more energy, a lot more hair, a lot more energy. And, uh, you know, just the way things go. But that was many, many years ago. It was. Seven, 2000. Two, do we say? Do we establish that as 2002? 2002. 2002. So it's 18 years. Yeah. Long journey. It has been. But uh, Brian has been a dear friend and, and his wife, Susan, and the whole family have been a, a great friends of the Apostolate and uh, been with us along the way. We're just kind of reminiscing about some of the crazy things that we had to do in the beginning when we went out to uh, try to get people to join jo- join the journey. Yeah, it was it was surely an act of faith because we had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> no, no. I, I counted you on your business expertise and your, your financial wisdom and I'm just a radio guy. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Holy Spirit led us into many wonderful directions along the way. Walking into meetings with no idea what we were going to say. Yeah, well, that's right. Open our mouth and hope words came out. Asking people to give us their radio <laughs> we stations. We did. We actually did ask a few people just to donate their radio stations. Just give us the station. Why not? Why wouldn't you? I mean, after all, we're good people. It's a pretty humble beginning, Jim. We have good intentions. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But now, in addition to being sitting on the board of directors here at Domestic Church Media, uh, you're also the chairman of the board for Regina Academy up in uh, Ottsville. Right. Yeah, that, Just, that sort of came in uh, came into being when uh, the school was going to close. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a parish school? It was a parish school. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they had announced the closure, um, and... Uh, the pastor at the time had talked to me about seeing if I could put together a few folks and and look into uh, look into keeping the school open, mm-hmm. which is what the I, idea was. And uh, uh, it took a, a lot of different twists and turns the journey, mm-hmm. uh, as as anybody who's ever tried to do that imagine. But yet um, the school uh, has survived uh, through through God's providence, mm-hmm. um, and it's been, been an interesting journey. And uh, uh, it, it's an interesting time right now for all of us. Uh, well, it is, yeah. but it's a. Would you consider it? Is it considered a charter school or it's a private, it's a private it's private. a private school? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the when we looked at what was going on inside of Catholic schools, we we didn't view it as a demographic problem. We we viewed it as really a product design problem. When I got involved and I looked at what was going on in the educational world, um, uh, human secularism had really taken over. The educational field has taken over the educational field and had really uh, even moved into Catholic circles that many of the Catholic schools didn't have a clear Catholic identity. Um, And from a value proposition standpoint, they were giving the same kind of curriculum in the same kind of environment that you could get down the street for free Mm -hmm. in a a Mm -hmm. beautiful new public school. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so our our theory was that uh, the first initiative was to indeed bring bring back the Catholic faith and Mm -hmm. and, uh, and bring back some meaning and purpose, eternal meaning and purpose, to the lives of the children. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, again, it's it's a uh, it, we we would need a couple of hours to right. to go through this whole story. But n- needless to say, that the, the school is still here, and and it's actually uh, it's never been in better shape yeah. th- than it is right now. Well, I mean, actually, why I asked you to come on in the first place, uh, just to have you here, you're always you're always welcome. But 
you had emailed me last night of a, about a letter, a correspondence you sent to the parents of the school, right? Considering all that's going on with with the virus, the virus. I mean, even it's like we're entering into a Twilight Zone episode here. Which <laughs> we have the virus, yeah. the virus. But you, you, because we're seeing a lot of we're talking about a lot of things being canceled, and and although masses are not canceled, the, the bishops of, in the surrounding diocese and this diocese have said. They're giving dispensation. We know that the on, on the secular end, sports is is gone. There, right. No sports. No sporting events. Except maybe bowling. Um, but schools now are doing the virtual classrooms. And, right. and you made a decision as a board to what last well, night? Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway. our our decision was, you know, as for us, we're going to take this to the Lord. I mean, the we we felt that there's an awful lot of decisions that are being made in fear, mm-hmm. and and as as Catholics. Um, we, we don't have to fear. Be not afraid. I mean, it, it, it's a, my understanding is that that kind of phrase or something similar is mentioned 80 times in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, and we felt that before we made any decisions about this, that the first thing that we had to do was, is, was come together as a community. You know, everybody was saying disperse, disperse, disperse. Well, right. you know, unity is from God. Disunity and mm-hmm. despair is mm-hmm. always from the devil. Um, and fear is from the devil. And what we made the decision... Um, that in terms of the things that we could control, that we were going to control them. And what we did was we got up this morning, uh, we met as a community at Mass. We had we had Mass at 9 o'clock, followed by um, benediction and adoration mm-hmm. until 1130. And then the pastor at St. John the Baptist, Father Lucas, uh, led us and our entire school community uh, on a procession with the Blessed Sacrament mm-hmm. through the school to bless the school. And And really our focus was not so much on the virus, uh, which I guess w- the real threat of that is yet to be determined. But what's clear is that the real threat is fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we as people of Christ, we don't need to fear. Um, and, and interestingly enough, if you look at it, it, it t- does tie into the even the inception of the school because the battle that's being fought for the hearts and souls of our children is is a battle of world views. Mm. Um, and it's... It's the human secular worldview, which is a worldview that tells children that, you know, they're basically a random biological event mm-hmm. and that the only reason that they're alive is because they were conceived at a moment of convenience. Mm-hmm. They live in, in a country that's destroying their environment uh, and they're going to suffer pain mm-hmm. if they can't sedate it for 80 years and then disappear into a black hole of nothing. <laughs> Uh, and, and it's a happy thought. It's a happy thought. And, and whereas the worldview of, of a Catholic school, you know, it should be animated by the fact that, that by the Apostles' Creed, we believe in God, the Father Almighty. We're, we're blessed as children of God. Our inheritance mm-hmm. is the Holy Spirit. Our, our whole life is about meaning and purpose of knowing, loving, and serving him, and ultimately to enjoy the fruits of, of joy, the eternal joy of heaven. Well, it's hard to be scared silly right. about the thought of death. When that is the eternal promise. When the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. <laughs> and so the, what, what we keep seeing is these reactions, not to be critical, but even in Catholic circles, the first reaction should be to take it to the Lord. Mm-hmm. The first reaction should not be to disperse, to silo ourselves in our basements and count our toilet paper rolls. You know, the, the, the first thought should be engage each other, come together as a community. Now, I was just on the CDC website, and since January, there have been 41 deaths of the 350 million Americans that are alive right now, right. and about 1,200 different cases. Right. I mean, th- again, that threat is yet to be determined, but if it was the Black Plague, we would still be gathering as a Catholic community mm-hmm. and going out into the world. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, yeah. I, I don't think Mother Teresa was, you know, would be running after Costco <laughs> buying toilet paper and disappearing into her basement. Right. She wouldn't be touching the lepers in the streets. <laughs> right. Or, or sending yeah. her sisters out to do the same or wash them and clean them and, and bring them into their homes. Yeah. But, but I think there's, a, there's become a theology of fear. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the fear is just overtaking people. And, um, you know, there, there's real things in life to fear. Right. Um, and, and when we reach that point, you know, I, I, was, I was contemplating this morning on, well, I think it's Matthew 8, where the, the apostles are, are in the boat and, and they're, they're feeling pretty good about themselves, real confident because the storms are nice and calm. And mm-hmm. In fact, the Lord falls asleep. Right. And, and suddenly a storm comes along and, and they panic. Right. You know, and, and, and sort of that's what I actually see happening now. Uh, you know, people are sedated by the comforts of their lives. Mm-hmm. And, and now a real or an imagined threat to the status quo comes to them and, and they're, sh- they're shook to their core. Right. Because God's not awake in their lives. That's, and that's, I think that's a key point there is that, you know, if you remember back to Y2K, and the, the year leading up to the, the, the uh, turn of the century or whatever we were entering into the new millennium, people were hoarding water and right. I mean, everything else because they said that the electrical grid was going to go down and we were going to go back to the 1860s. And I'll never forget, it was John Paul, he was Pope at the time, John Paul II was calling a meeting of families in Rome in the first week in January. Yeah. Now, if anybody has a hotline to heaven, it's, it's John Paul II. He was not fearing. He wasn't afraid. Just, and listen, make your plans now and come to Rome. If planes were going to fall out of the sky, why would he have been putting people on planes yeah. to come to Rome? And he was completely oblivious to that to that fear that was out there. And it was a very, very, people were hiding, making, you know, coves in the mountain to go hide in it yeah. for what was going on. And the same thing seems to be happening here. Um, and I think that part of that is what you just said, is people's, especially those people who have nothing beyond this world. Right. This is all they have. Sure, they're going to fear losing it because this is it. They yep. have nothing else where we have people of faith know that, as I said, you know, this is this. We're in exile here. We're looking forward to homeland, yeah. the homeland. And, you know, and no one looks for death and no one looks for. But as you say, this isn't this isn't a, a major, major death scenario. here. Well, I mean, two issues. One is uh, people do delude themselves. If God is not in your life, you you have to delude yourself that you have an element of control. When God is in your life, you realize, I'm not in control. I don't need to be in control. Mm-hmm. I don't have those answers. I may never have those answers. He's all-knowing, and I'm not. And and I think when when any kind of perceived threat comes your way that would indicate that you do not have the control that you believe you have, suddenly fear takes over. Right. And you and again, you you isolate yourself. You you try to you try to cover up that fear. Right. Now you you and and Susan, your wife, have great people of faith. As I said, you, 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 you both were responsible really in the very, very beginning for encouraging Cheryl and me and, and supporting us in, in our initial efforts to get domestic church media going and get the apostolate going and to move forward and, and encouraged us in our vision to, to do what we're doing today. But over the past little over a year now, your faith has been tested in, in a great way, I'm sure, and a lot of what you're saying now is a result of what you've learned even in the past 13, 14 months. Sure. Uh, listeners and viewers, uh, Brian and Susan are the parents of Maria, uh, whom we've been praying for over the past year, who has uh, the tumor on her brain stem. And you both have been on, all three of you and your entire family have been on an, an enormous journey of faith along the way. So maybe just kind of share a little bit about that. Our listeners, we've been praying for, as I said, for over a year. Yeah, there. I guess there. There are certain things, Jim, in, in your life that that are meant to really test who you are and what you believe. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly when a beloved child becomes uh, ill in, in a way that, that you can't do anything about, that is the time where y- you have to say, what do I really believe in? Right. Um, and you know, it, it's interesting because it's no longer pious words. Mm. In fact, um, there are words, we wrestle a lot with the Lord. I mean, some of my words are, are very much not pious to mm-hmm. the Lord these mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, and I go to Jacob, you know, and the old, I've become an old Testament character suddenly in, in some ways over this thing. Um, but, but we've had, to, we've had to make a decision, you know, do we trust in the Lord? We, I think of Peter all the time when, when the Lord went to him, you know, when he said, when everybody was abandoning him because of the, uh, eat, eat my body and drink my bloodline. Right. And, he just said, well, well, what else is there? Right. Where else um, we can go? We have nowhere else to go. The, reali- the, the reality is, is that, is that, you know, faith at some point becomes a commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, it, and it breeds hope. You know, without our faith, we would not have hope. And, you know, one of the things I've learned, and this will maybe sound too philosophical, but there's really no hope until you've reached hopelessness. The hope in the Lord comes when, when, when everything of this world isn't going to fix the problem and it isn't even going to give you comfort anymore. Mm-hmm. That's when we realize that the Lord is there. And let me tell you, the Lord has been there every step of the way for us. I, I, I Since this microphone's in front of me, I, I need to really thank the people who mm-hmm. listen, the listeners, everybody out there. You know, to be on this side of so many prayers mm-hmm. uh, is also a way that our faith has been built because literally we physically feel the manifestation of grace. Uh, we sit around sometimes and feel energy just flowing into us, um, mm-hmm. some kind of a quantum energy that's definitely the grace that's coming from your prayers. You have all helped us to carry this cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have, you have en- allowed us to endure this walk in faith, hope, and love. And, uh, and we continue. We, we continue to proclaim the Lord. We continue to proclaim the blessings of of that he's given us the blessings of Maria. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we will have to have a show when the miracle is, is authenticated um, that we're expecting right. uh, t- to really share this incredible journey. The, the Lord has been with us every step of the way. You know, he, he woke up in the boat when the diagnosis was made, mm-hmm. um, and, he's, and he's been with us every step Calming of the way. The scene, yeah. mm-hmm. yep. Well, again, listeners and viewers, Brian and Susan, you know, they are the parents of Maria, uh, who we've been praying for for over a year now. And maybe just give it a little quick background. We, we always say there's a, a tumor on the brain stem, and this is something yeah. that is, is ge- genetic. It's uh, Yeah, you know what? This is the, the interesting thing is one of the things we've learned about the world of science is that there is way more unknown than there is known, mm. you know, and, and and in that unknown is is the hope. It, it, there's a space for God to fill that void, but it's a, it is a tumor. It's an, it's not an operable tumor, um, and and the, that part of the brain is difficult because it's difficult to get medications to it because of something called the blood brain barrier. Mm. Um, and so it, it is something that um, you know Maria is, is a is a her spirit is is indomitable and and her her strength is phenomenal. Mm. Um, but we do need the miracle. We do need mm-hmm. God's intervention on on this particular. Because nothing thing. else. We've talked yeah. about this. There yeah. are, and and that there is nothing. You've you've tried a lot. You've gone yeah. through a lot. You've journeyed. You've we've, gone to other parts of the world, right? Seeking a a, a medical cure right. for this, but there is nothing. Yes, and and God's led us there because the other the thing I have to tell you is that Maria has been used as a receptacle of grace to touch the lives of so many people. Mm-hmm. She has brought so many people closer to God. There are stories after stories of 
of people who who didn't even know Maria but started praying for her and their lives have been transformed. They went mm-hmm. from saying a, a Hail Mary to saying a rosary to mm-hmm. going to daily mass. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we were out in Mexico, a, a friend came out to visit just to tell Maria that, that, mm-hmm. that a, a year ago he was away. He mm-hmm. was away from his faith, away from the, the church, and had been away. And um, he, he, he was touched by Maria, started praying for Maria, uh, and now he's, he's a daily communicant mm-hmm. and, and says the rosary every day, and, and, he's, and he's a man of action who's in, engaged in his parish in a way that is, that is changing lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he tells Maria that it was, it was through her, mm-hmm. through her uh, that this came about. So uh, we're, we're praying and we, we expect a miracle, uh, complete healing uh, of Maria, but along the way we're seeing many miracles already in the wake of that, that pursuit there there are there are so many stories it, it would make a, it would make a good movie i don't know how much time we have jim but Mom, uh, keep, keep going we have well of I, time I mean i've point. got it i've got a, a shout out to the to the men's lacrosse team at the sales university mm-hmm. maria was diagnosed january 31st of last year of last year of 2019 uh the super bowl was really two and a half days later mm-hmm. and we went to a super bowl party uh and uh, there was a surprise waiting for Maria when she walked downstairs she walked down the stairs, and, and, and I, I was first, and I saw about 25 really good-looking athletic 20-year-old guys mm-hmm. with dozens of roses and a bear that was bigger than me, mm-hmm. uh, and they screamed, We Believe in Miracles, and they dedicated their season to Maria. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a school that had never had a, a record over 500. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not expected to do much better this year. Great, great young guys. Mm-hmm. Um, needless to say, the story ends with them winning the championship. Uh, Maria was a part of it all along the way. Um, and, and these guys st- have stayed with Maria every step of the way. When they reported back to campus in August, they, they checked into the rooms and then they came to our house to be with their teammate Maria mm-hmm. and they've, they've stayed with her. Mm. Um, there's just been miracle after miracle. There's, we, we've received... Uh, videos from Uganda. We've received videos from school children praying for Maria. Mm-hmm. We've received uh, audio files from uh, people in the Middle East who have dedicated their lives to converting Muslims to Christianity and then escorting them across in, into Europe. Mm. Um, but we've also seen lots of miracles of, of healing, yeah. of, of re- relationship healing right. uh, through Maria's journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the miracle of you know, a month ago she she was non-responsive, um, and we took her. We were out in Mexico. We came back. Um, it was interesting. It was three thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. We went to Hospital A. It was a former Catholic hospital, and we were we were heartened by the fact that they had not taken the crucifixes down. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were there for about fifteen minutes, and when we turned around, there was a Catholic priest, yeah. quarter to four in the morning, mm-hmm. to bless us. They sent us to another hospital. It was probably six o'clock then, and we turned around, and there's another Catholic priest right behind us mm. with the Eucharist. Mm. Uh, and then Susan's cousin Brian from Maine happened to be in San Diego, San Diego that day, and told us he had a message and wanted to visit us and tell us personally. His boss was meeting with Pope Francis mm-hmm. that very day in a private audience, and said that she would get Pope Francis to pray by name for Maria. Mm-hmm. Now Maria had been unresponsive for twelve hours. Mm-hmm. So and you were it, still in Mexico. We were, we were at, we had moved we'd come to San Diego. To, to San Diego. Okay. And, at, and at four o'clock, Maria opened her eyes and her first words were, I'm thirsty. Mm. And uh, the doctors said that that was a miracle. Really? And so even though this has been a difficult journey, God has made himself known in such a mm-hmm. way that he continues to to be with us. Mm-hmm. And, and 
And again, I, I believe that so much of this is from the prayers of other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are days that Susan and I will tell you, we, we, can't, we can't pray today, but we know that you, you folks are out there praying for us. And it, it, it just gives us, um, it, it just lifts us up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something that we, we get, because we've been doing this for a while, for over a year. And people to this day still will ask us, they'll call or they'll write, how's Maria doing? How's Maria? And they, they want to know. And they, yeah. they, don't, they don't know who she is. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, they don't, they don't know her personally, obviously, but, but she's on their hearts and their prayers and yeah. regular, regularly. And I just say, literally, this has gone around the world. It's, it's and, gone around the world. Around the world. And, and Maria, who has always been a very special blessing and a special gift, a, a, a brilliant, talented, very humble you know, God picked her because um, she wants nothing to do with any of the attention that she gets. She's mm-hmm. an introvert, mm-hmm. um, and and she's just this gracious, peace-filled, calm presence mm-hmm. um, that has always drawn people to her without trying. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she, you know, she, she, she's very just a very special person, yeah. and uh, we just we just hope and pray that that God will needs that kind of person here for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Well, what so. The initial diagnosis was not very hopeful, right? I mean, we're over a year ago. No, and and you know what? We, I mean, I, I don't want to go down a path of, of standard of care medicine, but I, I think most diagnoses are not hopeful. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's part of the way that things are done right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and um, there's there's so much limitations. There's so much unknown uh, about this about this particular tumor. Right. Um, but but with God's grace, and and you know, we continue to press on, and um, you know, Maria continues to fight. Yeah. Um, and and if this miracle, there will be no doubt about this miracle. Well, that's happens. the thing now, because when my we were we had spoken in early February, you uh, had just gone to the, the hospital in San Diego, and I had just arrived in, in Phoenix for my vacation, and I remember calling the hospital. I don't want to call you because I knew that right. I called the hospital because a couple of nights prior to that, I I was awakened. And I know it was three twenty in the morning. Because I looked at my clock to see what time it was, when I I was awakened by this very very powerful aroma of flowers, roses, and I it woke me up. It was, mm-hmm. and the first thought that came to my head was, Susan's wearing too much perfume. Right. And I don't know why I even thought that. Susan. There's no reason to think that. No. Other than message. And I just kind of held it and kept it. And I was traveling the day or two later and got out to Phoenix. And I'm I'm, I'm I just say, okay, let me call the hospital and see how Maria's doing. Of course, they don't give me any information over the phone, but they said. Well, her mom's right here. I'll give the phone to her. Right. And I, Susan got on the phone, and I, and, you know, she told me what the, the situation. And I remember saying, and I told her that story, that I don't know what if this means anything, but this is what happened. Yeah. And she shared with me that she had never really gone to Little Flower, right, uh, Saint Therese, but she had recently. She had earlier that day, yeah. you know, or, or or it was when Maria was was non-responsive. She had uh, she, she's that's her confirmation saint, and she had never actually asked her for any anything yeah. mm-hmm. like that. And she clearly just specifically asked for a sign. Yeah. Um. And and as as Jim said, you know, <laughs> Trey's got the wrong address, but yeah, but actually she got the right messenger. She woke me up. She got the right messenger because uh, 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 that is not like Jim. No, I'm not uh, into the he's, dog and pony he, shows. He's not no. into any of that stuff. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's. It, you talk about having credibility with that message. Yeah. And, and there's been, there's another real quick story is, you know, in the summertime, we were, we began searching around the world mm-hmm. and, and we were asking everybody to do the Divine Mercy Chaplet. And, right. and, uh, uh, and, and I was on a, a website looking for a, a place where, where clinicians and researchers work hand in hand. And there was this place in Zurich that I was researching. And, and as I'm researching it, 
a, a researcher that had been helping me in, in locally said I should connect with this Dr. Nazarian. Okay, so um, I, I Googled his name and found out that he had just been appointed director of this clinic that mm-hmm. I was on in Switzerland. So I thought, hey, that's a grace-filled moment, right? right? That, and right. so I, I went to Susan. I said, this just happened, not, not taking it to the next degree. And, well, she looked at his last name. And she said, well, you're saying Nazarian, but it's spelled Nazarene. <laughs> and his name is spelled Nazarene. Nazarene. So uh, his first name was Javad. And I said, okay, I'm all in. God's been with us. Right. I, I Google his first name. His first name is a Persian name that means merciful. Mm. His name is literally the merciful Nazarene. <laughs> uh, and, of course, I, yeah. I sent him an email, and I said, well, I'm not going to mess around with this. I'm just going to tell him what happened. He can dismiss me as if he wants to dismiss me. Right. Um, and I, I sent him an email and call him the merciful Nazarene, and, um, and he sends me an invitation to speak with him and, mm. and, and agrees to help us in any way he can you know, a- along this journey. And so, again, it's, it, there's so many stories like this that, that we know that God is with us. Right. And, and, if, and we know that if, if the prayers continue, if, if people keep coming closer to the Lord, if, if people don't run in fear of, of the challenges that life brings them, we, we take those challenges to the Lord all mm-hmm. the time. That, that he will bless us, you know, in, in accordance with his will. Mm. And, and that's what we're asking. You're all very strong, and, and, but I, Cheryl and I will often pray for you and talk about the situation and think, how do you, how do you get to the next day? You know, how do you, how do you get beyond? I, I remember you say to me when we were talking on the phone when you were in San Diego and I was in Phoenix, and you said, we're just going to proclaim the miracle. We're just going to proclaim this. At this point, we're, pro- we're proclaiming the miracle. Right. That's going to happen. And this is this is what God has led us to. Yeah. Is that what carries you through? Well, there, there's two things that carry you through is the reality that that there is there is no grace in the past and there is no grace in the future. And we have today, you know, we, we have the beauty of the moment. We we're we're together. We have this wonderful family. We have this blessed child, Maria, mm-hmm. um, and we have our faith. And so we do believe that that he will he will grant us this miracle. But but the but the real key to this is waking up every day and staying in the moment. Mm-hmm. Because as Maria, I was laying with Maria a few weeks ago, and she said to me, "You know, Dad, it's interesting how life can be so terrible and so great at the same time." Yeah. And and she said, on the anniversary of her diagnosis, she said, "You know, this has been the best year of my life so far." Mm-hmm. And so God gives us these blessings if. If we don't live in fear, if we don't isolate ourselves, if we stay open to the graces and we stay in the moment, you know, so, you know, we've always heard that cliche, you know, live in the moment, carpe diem. Right. But, but the reality is, is it's, it's all we have. Right. You know, in this earth. That's true. And, and the, when we stay in the moment, it's amazing. We don't have to fear, you know, we're, we're running around, the world's running around now, go, go to giant right now. There's, you won't, it'll take you five hours to check out because, <laughs> because people are fearing uh, something that right now is a myth. Right. Exactly. You know, th- th- that may or may not happen and their, their whole life is geared around what might happen in two, three, four, five weeks. And yeah. there's just no grace there. No. Um, and without God, there's nothing but fear. Yeah. Now, how about Maria? Has she, she said this has been the best year of her life. She's obviously been a faithful young woman in, in her upbringing and, and her schooling and her family life. I bet she's the strongest of everybody, right? So her her big her worst days are when she sees any kind of um, concern in her parents' eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, right. That that's her worst day. Mm-hmm. She, she's she's very strong. 
Um, you know, she's starting to wrestle a little bit with the Lord. I, I, her prayer life is becoming, you know, she, she, find, she understands redemptive suffering. She understands that God has called her to this ministry. She understands that to a certain, you know, shortly after her diagnosis, I, I was talking with her and, and, and I said, how are you? And she goes, look, dad, I know that regardless of circumstances that, that the meaning of my life is to know, love and serve God. Mm-hmm. Um, now that being said, I mean, she's a 17 year old girl who right. is tired of not feeling good. Right. Um, understand, and it's understandable. Uh, and and she's ramping up the wrestling matches right now with with her father in heaven, mm-hmm. um, and um, and she wants to get better now. Yeah, you yeah. know she's been unbelievably patient. She's mm-hmm. been unbelievably I mean, just a like I said, grace filled. Um, and and you know when 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 people see her, I have had so many people come over and say, you know, we came over and we were hoping to comfort her. And and the the fact of the matter is, is we're leaving here inspired by her. Right. Right. And yeah. we too. You know, you 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 brought her here. You and Susan and Maria came to the station. Uh, a couple weeks ago, and Bruce and Linda were here, and I, and we went into the chapel. We exposed the Blessed Sacrament and spent about an hour in prayer over her and just asking the Lord for healing and praying for that. And um, I, I'm always amazed because I, I know after we were we were finished praying, we came in here into the studio just kind of chatting a little bit, and we were sitting down and just out of the, I want another note. She says, I downloaded your app. <laughs> right. <laughs> that made me feel good. <laughs> yes. Why would you even think about that? You know, we're, <laughs> but yeah, but she said it and she goes to the daily readings, I think, which is nice. But she has a great, a wonderful spirit about her that there's, there's like she's leading everybody. She is leading she's everybody. In, she's, in, she's, she's leading the charge. There's, there absolutely is no doubt about that. You know, she, her hope is contagious. Mm-hmm. Um, she's chosen hope. Mm. You know, it's, a, it's a choice. Um, she she understands that her faith and she's talked to to Susan and I about this that that your faith is different from your emotions. Mm-hmm. You know we we we're a, we're a mind we're a body and we're a spirit and 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 your faith is a choice it's a commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not always going to feel great about it and you're not mm-hmm. always going to feel good about the suffering that comes into your life but that doesn't mean that you despair. Mm-hmm. You know the. I, the only real choice sometimes in life that you get to make mm-hmm. is hope or despair. That's, that's the, a decision. Yeah. A- am, I, am I going to live out my life in hope or, or am I going to choose to despair? Um, this, is, this is really the value proposition of our faith. And, and what we see around us right now is, is people despairing over a potential myth. Right. You know, there, that's the void. If, if God is not in your life, there is no choice between despair or hope. Right. Despair just consumes you. Fear it leads you to despair. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Maria's facing something that, you know, you could make the case many people would be curled up in a fetal position. Right. And, and, and she, is, she has leaned into this. She, has, she walks right into her fear. She walks through her fear. Mm-hmm. You know, she's... In October, November, she was in Uganda doing missionary work. Yeah, you know, um, she 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 just walks right through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and is that how she? I know she's not going to school anymore. Right. How well, nobody she, is anymore, Jim, because right. because this coronavirus, right. you know, is going right. to consume all of us. That's right. <laughs> but but how is she, how is she how is she spending her days? How, what is she? What? I mean, yeah, I was I mean, always thinking about that. How does she spend her days? Yeah, up, I mean, up until recently, she was you know, she, well, actually, her days <laughs> recently are uh, entertaining folks coming to visit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have lots of visitors. Uh, she's keeping busy reading and praying. Yeah. Um, and and uh, looking, you know, looking forward to, uh, actually she's, 
uh, she's decided that that God is one of the ways God's answering her prayers is to stop all of the activities that she would have wanted to participate in the spring right and putting it, and putting it on hold for her. That's right. <laughs> there you go. That's true. That's uh, that's, that's an interesting thought. You know. So I mean. So she's. Uh, you know, focused on family and, and things like that. I mean, mm-hmm. she's, we have a pretty big family. You know, she's got five brothers and sisters, and I think we're up to eight nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the family is very close. Yeah. So uh, the, it's, it, she, she keeps busy with that. Is she undergoing any more treatment? or that's... Yeah, we, we brought back treatment from Mexico that she's doing. Mm-hmm. So we, we continue to do the treatments uh, that, that are mostly, um, they, they'd be considered alternative treatment. They're all natural treatments. Mm-hmm. Um, again, another another show we'll do about the pharmacolo- pharmacology industry, um, but um, uh, and uh, and she continues to to work hard at that every day. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she said you know her her full time job now is try- is 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 working with the Lord to get better. Yeah, and and although we you know we're expecting a miracle, but it, I guess it was Joan of Arc that said you know some I, I can't think of the turn of the phrase, but we have to act right. as as if we play a role in this, you know, exactly. and, and we've always talked about the fact that, you know, if, 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 if God didn't want us to participate in our, in our own uh, redemption, he, he never would have picked that little boy to, to take the loaves and fishes from, he could have just created manna from heaven. So That's right. it's always our job to give everything we have, knowing everything we have isn't enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's what we're called to do that, you know, we, we, we sacrifice, we make a sacred offering. And you know, one of the things we've learned is that God doesn't necessarily want us to give him a sacrifice. He wants us to be a sacrifice. He wants our whole mind, our whole body, our whole soul to, to be given as a gift to him. And um, so as a result of that, Marie and I haven't given up chocolate this Lent. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. But I, I think yeah. about, you know, you and Susan, both very good Catholic uh, people, but I'm sure in the past 13, 14 months, you, your faith has grown in ways you would never have have grown before any, any other way. I, I think it's become very, very real. You know, it, it, there isn't any anything academic about our faith. I, I think that, you know, I mean, I, in, in all honesty, it, you know, Susan has been, you know, the, the, the just the backbone of 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 this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maria has been leading us, but Susan is uh, just a devout, faith filled person um, with a deep, visceral love of the Lord. Um, you know, my, my faith has always been more a reasoned faith. I'm more of, a, of an Aquinas uh, mm-hmm, kind of right. Catholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, this has made me Im- more integrated. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's real, um, and it's it, it's it's faith is without faith. Um, Life might be a black hole of nothing. Yeah, right. I, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine going through what you're going through, or anybody else going through anything that life throws at them without faith. If you don't yeah. have that, how could you have ever get gotten through it? it or, you you wouldn't, because the other thing though is all the all the the faith of all the other people co- comes through us through the mm-hmm. grace. Like, I I I think I, there are times when I wonder whether I I really believe or whether I just know now, you mean, mm. there's a difference. Like, I'm, I mean, there, there's, we've had so many experiences that are only explainable through the eyes of faith right. this year that, um, uh, and my relationship, you know, and our relationship with the Lord has, has gotten better. I, like I said, I think if you look at the three of us, I, I might've been the one that was, that needed the most work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but even watching, you know, watching Susan's love and faith in action, 
on a daily basis is is you know there there is a god and god's coming through her there's a you know mm-hmm. there's a mary and mary's coming through her right um and and watching her deal with it because look as as difficult as any of these things are it's it's obviously it's maria's cross we're helping to carry it but but the cross of the of the mother is is i mean that's flesh of her flesh oh sure yeah that's um, got to be the tough one. and and that's um but but there is no there's no pity there's no negativity there's no despair there's mm-hmm. uh, we have today this no, is the, well, the, feeling sorry no no woe is me this is the day the lord has made let That's us rejoice right. and be glad mm-hmm. i mean now for for us you know sometimes you know we, it's it's interesting when prayer becomes an argument you know you're you know i was talking about wrestling with god but you know one of the things in order to wrestle with anybody you have to embrace them and that was that it was an adoration i was like you know i'm am i being disrespectful you know, there was nobody in. You know, I was at the, up at the shrine. There's right. nobody in there, and right. you know, it was like, okay, let's let's have a conversation, like yeah. we're hanging out at a bar, God. Right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and, why not? And it was it was like, am I being disrespectful? And and you know, I you know, I don't hear voices, but the thought came to my mind that no, to wrestle, we have to. You have to, to embrace, embrace me. Yeah. Good you have to embrace me. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, well, you know, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave in a second or two, but. Um, Thank you for all that you do for us, you and Susan and and, and Maria. Just the yes. inspiration for, you know, all that she shows us in her in her suffering. But again, friends, we're we're as Brian said, proclaiming a miracle. I'm right, just waiting for that miracle to just be manifested before us. It would be great if it, we could do it by the radiothon, so we can you know participate in that with uh, with the miracle behind us. Well, let's well, God's ways, you know, it's, you it's time. But thanks, thanks for being here. My pleasure, as always, Jim. All Thank right. you. And friends, thanks for being here. Uh, We'll see you. I'll see you Tuesday, God willing. Oh, Monday at 3 o'clock. Bruce will be here for Come to the Throne, so join us then. And then uh, I'll be here Tuesday, God willing. Have a great rest of your day. Great weekend. God bless you. Thanks for being with us today.